You are listening once again to the Emergency Podcast System here on Rumble. I am Michael Moore, and uh, we are coming to you uh, today uh, because of something that happened uh, this morning. And I have been on social media uh, today discussing it, and I thought we definitely need to go live on our podcast here and talk to the people who listen to Rumble about the very serious thing uh, that happened today. Around 8.40 this morning, the news was released from Washington, D.C. that the United States had entered into the worst economic plunge in American history. In other words, the GDP went down in the last quarter, went down 33%, a 33% drop in our gross domestic product. Just to give you an idea of what that means, in 2008, during the Great Recession, we had about a 9% GDP drop. In one quarter, last quarter, it dropped by 33%, 32.9% to be exact. Three minutes later, Donald Trump posted this tweet. With universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most, in caps, inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. And then he writes, delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote, three question marks, Donald J. Trump. There you have it. He said it finally for the first time. Just came right out and said it. Delay the election. Put it right out there. No election in the history of the United States has ever been delayed. And I mean never. Not even during the Civil War was the presidential election of 1864 delayed or any other election. Not during World War II. Not during the Great Depression. Not during the the Great flu epidemic of 1918, which went until 1920, covered about three years. But in 18, in the off-year elections of, of 1918, in the first year of the flu epidemic, which killed millions of people around the world, and which killed in October, just the month before the November election, killed over 200,000 Americans, died in October, and we had the election in November. It's never been canceled, not because of hurricanes, not because of earthquakes, not even during the War of 1812, because that too was an election year, 1812, was it canceled. But Trump is suggesting that we, well, as he put it, delay the election. Delay the election because he's claiming that there's going to be some sort of voter fraud If we have too many mail-in ballots, he tries to say that that's different from absentee ballots, but it's the same exact system that's used to mail in a ballot. And he's trying to create a panic and trying to get people to get behind him if that is, in fact, what he wants or needs to do, delay the vote. Now, when I say there's never been a delay, that's actually not true because um, there was one that I personally know of, 
And that's 9-11. 9-11 in New York City, most people don't remember this unless you were living in New York at the time, was election day. It was the primary day for the mayor's election. The mayor's election that year, which would eventually give the city Michael Bloomberg as its new mayor when the election was finally held. But people were voting when the planes hit the towers. And by noon, everyone was so scared that there were going to be more planes, more bombings, and, you know, the country was under attack. Bush couldn't be found. They'd whisked him off on some plane somewhere in the middle of the country, and then they kept flying the plane around. So they just shut down all the polling places and, and within the week destroyed all the ballots because people had started voting at 6 in the morning. And I think they closed most of the places by noon, but all those people who voted, the vote didn't count. It just it went, in, it went into the recycling bin. And then they had to decide whether or not to, when are we going to hold the primary again? They delayed that a little bit. And then they had the, I can't remember exactly whether Bloomberg took office on the day he would have taken office. But nonetheless, what I do remember in New York City is that everybody said, yes, 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 delay it, delay it. And even Giuliani, who was the mayor at the time, um, he tried to get the, the uh, law changed so that he could have a third term, so he could continue to be the mayor. Because a lot of people were saying that, you know, we, we shouldn't change mayors now. We just keep Giuliani. He, he, he couldn't get that through. Ironically, Bloomberg got it through. When Bloomberg's two terms were up, he got the, the, the city council of New York to change the law just for him one time so that he could run for the third term and he got it. So politicians, they will find a way if they need to or want to, to change the law so that they can stay in power. I, I, was, I was stunned uh, though, when I read this, not surprised because I've been warning you, you've been listening to this now since December, that this is exactly what was going to happen. I, I mean, I, I first spoke about it publicly in over three years ago during my Broadway uh, one man show. Every night I would come out and talk about how he has no intention of leaving office. He, he probably will try to not have the election. He was claiming at that time that he actually won the popular vote that, that Hillary didn't win by 3 million. Those 3 million votes were all illegal votes cast by illegals. You remember that? So we have a situation here. We have a serious situation and we have to take him at his word. We have to take him seriously. You know, he may look like an idiot. He may sound like an idiot, but he's not dumb when it comes to this. He's not dumb when it comes to fooling us to outsmarting the American people. And if you don't think he can outsmart you, just think back to 2016 and how many of you were absolutely certain that the American people would not vote for Donald Trump for president? How many of you were convinced that Hillary would be the president? You know, the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans, let's admit it. Nobody wants to admit it now, but everyone was convinced that Hillary was going to be the president. In fact, you know who else was convinced? Donald Trump. At some, at some point, as it got close to the election, he and he was getting angrier and angrier and talking about the vote's going to be rigged and all this. He wanted people to rise up because he knew he was going to lose. In his mind, he was certain he was going to lose. And he did. He lost the popular vote, but he did not lose the Electoral College vote. And not much thought went into that. And there you go. And so we ended up with Trump. Don't think that this cannot happen again. Don't think that he can't outsmart us again. Trump has a plan. Trump has a plan. And we need to have our plan. The Democrats, I would hope, have a plan this time around. But you see, the thing with Trump is, is that he doesn't just have one plan. He's got five plans. 
He's got five different plans that he's trying to operate pretty much all at the same time. Just think about that. He's got five things going. He's got his people working on it. The first thing that he started with this morning is he's going to try and postpone, delay the election because of a crisis. He's either it's a crisis he's inventing about voter fraud, which by the way, doesn't exist. They did a, a study on how many actual legitimate voter fraud claims there were in the 2016 election, a total of four out of 135 million people voting for legitimate voter fraud complaints. It's just not a thing. It doesn't exist. It hasn't existed. He's got, he's got Fox news. And he's got everybody hepped up trying to make this a thing again, like he always does when it isn't a thing, but, if he can convince enough people that there's it's there's something to be questioned here because we don't have a fair system, he will try to postpone it, or he'll try to use the pandemic to postpone it. He agrees with us. We shouldn't we shouldn't be gathering in in crowds all of a sudden, so we shouldn't be sending people to polling places where you're in contact with hundreds of strangers. So so the crisis, which is real, see that's how this works. It's not a manufactured crisis. It's a real crisis. There is a pandemic. And he will use it to try and postpone or delay the election. If he can't get away with that, then he's going to try to outright cancel it. I raised this on my Facebook post this morning and people were writing, him, no, Mike, it can't happen because the Constitution won't let it. <laughs> the Constitution says there has to be an election. The Constitution says he's only president to January 20th next year. The Constitution, the Constitution, the Constitution says, really, do you think tyrants care what a piece of paper says? Do you think they care what the Constitution says? If anybody's finding comfort or solace right now in the Constitution, you really need to think twice or three times or just be quiet for a minute and think about this. We need to treat this very seriously. Now, let's say he can't get away with it. He can't get away with canceling it or postponing it. Then he and his people are going to do everything they can to suppress the vote. They are old hands at this. They know exactly what they're doing in terms of how to reduce the number of polling places or he's, he's trying to gut the post office so as to slow down and affect the, the absentee ballots that do come in. I mean, he is going to do everything he can. And the Republicans, not just him, the Republicans are pros at this to get to get the vote suppressed, to make it hard. Do you, do you realize that the, he's already raised enough money and they've already, they're in the, while they're in the process, they're hiring 50,000 poll watchers around the country who can legally stand there and challenge people who show up to vote, intimidate people who show up to vote. They've got a whole army of their white supremacists who are going to be there inside the voting places, the vastly reduced number of voting places, to challenge and threaten and scare people from voting. So if he can't postpone it, he can't cancel it, then he'll try to suppress it. If that doesn't work, if all that voter suppression doesn't work and he loses, he'll challenge it. He'll say, well, we're just, we're, he'll sue right away. He's not leaving office because there's a lawsuit in progress and, uh, and he's going to believe that he won. He's going to show everybody how he won and he will challenge it. And if he loses the challenge, my friends, he's not going to leave. I've been saying this for over three years now. I'm absolutely convinced this man will not leave of his own volition. And we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do then. He's got five different things. You know what? 
this is the kind of evil genius he is. He's probably got another five I can't even think of. Because that's how that's where he goes. That's how he thinks. And what are we going to do about it? If everybody's just going to sit back and say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. The Democrats will solve. Oh, boy. The Democrats don't solve or protect us ever. I mean, for crying out loud, two times during the last 20 years, the 2000 election and, and the 2016 election, the Democrat won, won the popular vote, but lost the Electoral College. These are not people you can depend on to save this election. You're going to have to save it. I'm going to have to save it. We're all going to have to do this together. And I mean, millions of us need to rise up. We need to rise up and, and get involved right now. You need to call your senator and your, uh, how, your representative in the House, in Congress. They need to be passing whatever laws they can. They need to be doing whatever they can right now to stop what Trump is doing and is planning to do. Call your elected officials in Washington, D.C. You don't If you don't know their name, they'll, they'll tell you the name if you give them the zip code. Here's the number, 202-225-3121. That's just for first-time listeners. Most of you have been listening to me. <laughs> you already have this number by heart, but I'm telling you, this is one of these one of these times, one of these days, Friday here, Friday tomorrow. If you're listening this Thursday night, if you're listening to it on Friday, call, call now. Ask for your senator. Ask for your representative. 202-225-3121. I'll give it again. 202-225-3121. Call that number. But I think even more importantly, because elections are run by state and local officials. So you need to call your governor, your governor. You need to put, you know, and I'm telling you, I will say this, that once Trump tweeted that out, a number of Republican senators said, absolutely not. We're having the election. Um, now, curiously enough, in the last week or so, both Mike Pompeo, Trump's secretary of state, and Bill Barr, his attorney general, when asked the question, uh, they hemmed and hawed, they didn't want to guarantee that there would be an election. Or or one of them uh, tried to go along with the implication that some of the right-wing sites are pushing that the foreign foreigners can print ballots in other countries and then get them mailed here, uh, some crazy thing. But these are the conspiracy theories that these guys involved themselves with and put out in a lot of the people that watch Fox News or whatever buy it. That's why you need to call your governor. I mean, Governor Sununu, who's a Republican in New Hampshire, spoke out earlier uh, today and said, absolutely not. We're, I don't go along with this. We're doing the election. The election is November 3rd, period. But, you know, that could change. That's still, you know, 90 some days away. A lot, as we've learned, can happen in 90 days. So you just can't count on it or or depend on it, uh, you know, to happen. So that's why you have to let your state officials know. Let your governor know. Let your secretary of state or whoever controls the election and this, this is what Governor Sununu said earlier. This is a Republican now, New Hampshire. Make no mistake, the election will happen in New Hampshire on November 3rd. End of story. Our voting system in New Hampshire is secure, safe, and reliable. We have done it right 100% of the time for 100 years. This year will be no different. Your governor needs, needs to make that same statement. You need to call the governor's office in your state and ask, your governor, to say what Governor Sununu said in New Hampshire. I, I'll post on the platform here, on my podcast platform, on this page that you linked up to me here to listen to this podcast. I will post a link where 
you can click and then click on your state and it'll give you the number for your governor. All right. It's, it's, it's right. And it's not a partisan thing. It's put up by USA.gov. You just go to USA.gov and you can find out how to contact uh, your governor. This is absolutely critical. And you need to call them, even if they're a Democrat, because remember, the Democrats are weak need, and you need to call them and give them some backup. Resist all attempts to delay, postpone, cancel the election. Resist all voter suppression. You need to call. You need to call your members of Congress, but you need to really call your governor. Please do this for me. Please do it for yourself. Don't don't let this moment just like go by and say, oh, you know, it's just Trump. You know, the, I'm, I'm sure they've already, the White House has already said, oh, he's just kidding. No, 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 he doesn't kid. Even he said, he's tired of them going out there and saying he's just kidding. He says, I don't kid. I believe him. Don't listen to, to people on our side who are saying, oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. It's not going to be that bad. It can be that bad. There are many examples in history where authoritarian leaders who were elected by the people just decide, you know what, I'm going to do this differently. And to hell with the law, to hell with the Constitution, to hell with whatever. Don't think it can't happen here. It can happen here. Ask the Japanese Americans in 1942 who were all just swept out of their homes. And I'm talking about people who are American citizens swept out of their homes and put in labor camps for the next three plus years. There's nothing in the Constitution that said that that was legal. And yet it happened, and it happened here. Don't think it can't happen. You must get involved. You must. And you know what? If they continue on this line, then we've got to take to the streets on this. We're already in the streets. So this, you know, we've had 60, almost 66 days of of demonstrations across the country. We'll just keep this going. This is our democracy. This is our country. They're not going to take it from us. So much damage has been done during these four years. We're going to have to undo that damage. I saw the poll yesterday where almost 60% of the people said when they asked them why you're voting for Biden, the answer was because he's not Trump, because we got to stop Trump, because we got to throw Trump out of there. That's the majority. Another 20% said, well, they vote for the Democrat. Whoever the Democrat is, don't care. Just vote with it. So that's 80%. But that's the level of people, of how incensed they are and how they're going to get out there and vote. We don't have much time, folks. We have got to prohibit and stop Trump. We have to fight Trump. If there's a means to remove him, we have to remove him. We have to call for that removal. We have to call for his resignation. We have to do whatever it is that we have to do. We have to have that election, and that election has to remove him, and he has to leave. He has to physically leave 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I just want to close. I don't want to take any more time because I want you to make these calls. I just want to close by saying he sent this tweet out about delaying the election. He sent it out. Yes, of course. he. I get the part where he wanted to distract immediately the people's attention from the fact that we were in the worst plunge ever in our economic history. But He also did it on the morning of John Lewis's funeral. John Lewis, the civil rights activist who was at the forefront of the Voting Rights Act, of making sure that everybody could vote. That was 
John Lewis, on the day of his funeral, he puts out this tweet trying to mess with everybody's right to vote, trying to delay it or kill it. Wow. I just thought that really, that was really something. And it made me think too about, um, and I've told you this story, I think on a past podcast way some time ago, I, I, I was a little tyke. I was 10, 11 years old um, when the Voting Rights Act passed. And I sat there in, in, the, in the gallery of the house, the house gallery. I sat there. My mom had taken us to uh, kids, us kids to Washington, D.C. for um, a number of days just to take us around and show us our nation's capital. We were just, you know, I was 10 or 11. My sister was nine. And my other sister, my younger sister was, jeez, oh, I don't know how old was she, seven years old? Seven or eight years old? We sat there, just, it was just by coincidence, we sat there in the gallery watching them debate the Voting Rights Act of 1965. It was, it was somewhere in the, in the first week of July, like July 7th or 8th, somewhere in there. And then they went on into the night and they voted and they passed it. And I was like a little, I was a kid, I was a witness to this. And the next time I sat in the House Gallery was the, the day after we started this podcast, back in December. I sat there, went down there with Basil and my youngest sister, Veronica. And uh, we sat in the front row of the House Gallery and sat there and watched them debate and vote on impeaching Donald J. Trump, which is what they did that night. And while they were... Um, Conducting the vote it takes about you know fifteen minutes or so. And different representatives are standing on the house floor and walking around talking to each other. Dan uh, Kildy, the congressman from Flint, is talking to John Lewis, and he sees me up in the up in the in that front row in the balcony. It's called the gallery, and he he motions to John Lewis. Michael Moore is, is up there, and John Lewis turns around and sees me. And he goes, he does this, he puts his hand up to his heart and pats his heart toward me. Like, and then he goes, he, you know, I can read his lips. He goes, thank you. I can also hear it too. He's, he's just right below me. He goes, thank you. And then he puts his two hands together, like in a praying hands motion and does this and puts them up toward me and says, thank you again. And he was so genuinely moved. I mean, just to see me there, I, I did. I don't. I didn't know John Lewis. I, you know, I'm just. And my sister, and we were all like, "Wow, wow!" On the night of this impeachment, so we're all sad to see him go. What would be the worst thing to dishonor him and all the people who fought and struggled and died so that we could vote? would be to allow anything to happen this year. We have to make sure that that does not happen. We have to make our voices heard. We have to be in the streets if necessary. Don't take this lightly. Act on it now, please, my friends. This is why I had to put this out there right now as an emergency podcast system um, episode. Call your state governor. Make your voice heard. Go stand in front of the state capitol. Take some friends. Hold a sign. We will vote November 3rd. And of course, many people are voting before November 3rd. 
And of course, there's still absentee. You know, 33 states, you don't have to have an excuse. You can get an absentee ballot. You can order it right now. Just because you want one, you get it. So check out your voting laws. I'll post some things on my on my podcast platform here. I'll have some other links. Check it out. But don't let this moment happen. Please join me in this. It's it's critical. It's serious. Do it for yourself. Do it for John Lewis. Do it for our kids and our grandkids. Our democracy is in trouble right now. Act now, please. This is Michael Moore. This is Rumble. And this is the Emergency Podcast System. <laughs>